This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. Here, here. Tech Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Owl Live, we'll have Kirk McElhern, the one, the only iTunes guy from Macworld and the proprietor of Kirkville. He now owns the domain Kirkville. Isn't that exciting? Also, we'll hear later from Mobile Nations magazine. They're going to tell us about Snapchat. I'm getting confused about all these social services and networks. And it's not fake news when it's the Tech Night Out Live. Okay, Kirk and I have talked about cars. I'm a kind of a car nut. And Kirk looks at cars as just, well, I need a car. And I need to get from here to there. And therefore, it's the most convenient way. Am I correct, Kirk? Yeah, I've never seen a car as anything other than than a tool. Uh, I mean, I'm not excited by cars. Uh, I don't find driving fast to be very interesting. Um, cars are very expensive. So, you know, if you drive fast and you drive a lot, particularly over here with what we pay for, for gas, it runs into a lot of money. And I've just, I just don't have the bug. You know, I have friends who are real car fanatics. They, they just never really turn me on. I mean, I appreciate a comfortable car. A safe car, a reliable car, but I really don't care that much about the other elements of cars. Well, I understand that. It's a means of transportation. It's an appliance to you. I'm in the middle ground. I like a car that's comfortable, that has a reasonable amount of gadgetry. It doesn't rattle too much. Rides and handles well. I don't know that I'm that crazy because I really never had the money except for a few times in my life to get something luxurious. And the only thing I see about the luxurious cars is that they have more things to break. They do, don't they? You put a fancy wood interior, and you add a few other, well, there's a Jewish word for it. And once you do that, you can charge $20,000 more. But fundamentally, the car is not that different. But you have leased the car. Kirk, tell us more. Yeah, I just ordered a new car um, on a lease. This is the first time that I'll be leasing, in fact. I've never leased a car before. I've bought cars new or used. I've never even had a car loan. I've only taken advantage of 0% financing when I bought one new car. So I decided to lease a Toyota Yaris Hybrid, which is Toyota's small, very successful small car, the Yaris. And I found out that the Yaris hybrid is not available in the States. It's only here in Europe, maybe in Japan and and other countries. But you don't have this hybrid in the States. Well, I know the regular Yaris is available here. It's a small car. It's a compact car. But it's fairly roomy, I understand. It's fairly roomy. So we talked back when the Volkswagen scandal broke about my other car, which actually is the one that we're getting rid of, um, a Seat Ibiza. Um, Seat is part of the Volkswagen group, and the chassis and the engine is, is Volkswagen stuff. It's an average-sized car, and the, the Yaris is within a few millimeters the same length and width as the Seat Ibiza. Now, I think technically they call it a subcompact, 
Which is kind of strange because for me, compact is like a small car. Subcompact would be smaller than that. And we have a second car, a Kia Picanto, which is even smaller. So is that a sub-subcompact? Well, there's another definition, I suppose, for those two-seater cars, like a smart. Would that no, be a so, miniature so sub? Bigger than that. Uh, would that yeah. be a mini-me subcompact? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, according to Wikipedia, subcompact is the American term for an automobile with a class size smaller than a compact car. Now, compact is already small, so I don't know. But they call it a, sm- uh, a subcompact. It's To me, it's an average size car for Europe. You know, cars here are generally a bit smaller than in the States, in part because of the cost of, of fuel over here. So it's not it's not a small car. It's not a big car. It's not a Mercedes or anything like that. Um, but it is comfortable. I'm six feet tall, and there's plenty of leg room. There's plenty of room for my head. Um, it's a four-door. Our current car is two-door. And since my partner has a, a granddaughter, having a four-door will be a big boon. And so the SEAT recently passed 100,000 miles, and we kind of figured it was time to move on. Now, the Toyota Yaris I see here is a hatchback. Is that what you have or a sedan? It's a hatchback. It's a five. The one we're getting is a five-door hatchback. Okay, right here, I see one here. The list price, the starting price of a Toyota Yaris in the U.S. is $17,260. And it's a pretty basic car from what I see. The starting price is a basic one-liter engine. That's not the hybrid model. The hybrid's a little bit more expensive. Though, it's interesting, the price. What what do you see for the, the hybrid starting price? You said it's not available in this country, so I hardly... Well, that's right, right, sorry. So ours is not much more than that, the hybrid. Right, but we don't have the hybrid here. Now, a hybrid, what kind of advantage does it give you in terms of mileage? Because this is gas, not diesel, and you're paying an arm, a foot, and a nose for gas in the UK. Yeah, so they rate the um, Yaris hybrid at up to 78 miles per gallon, now, this is measured on an imperial gallon, and I think that's about 10% more than a U.S. gallon, um, which I'm looking at the U.S. Um, site for the hybrid. They say 30 to 35 miles per gallon. Um, so it is a big difference. Um, and, you know, if it, you look at it, by the way, the economy of the Yaris in the U.S., the city is 30 miles a gallon, which is pretty good. The highway at 36 is exceeded by a number of larger cars. In the U.S., even a Volkswagen Passat, which is their mid-sized car, is about 34 to 36 miles a gallon highway. And that's yeah. got a much bigger engine. Yeah, I, I don't know why it's um, – I, I, I never really pay attention to mileage before. Um, it's true with the hybrid. You're going to save a lot more if you're driving in the city than if you're driving on highways. Um, because of the way the hybrid works. But they were explaining to me all of the different features that help the hybrid – um, save fuel. It's not just, um, you, you know, so it's got an electric engine and a battery, electric motor and a battery. And when you break it charges, but there are other things. Um, there are sp- special tires that work better that, um, that make it more fuel efficient. There are three or four other things they mentioned. I don't remember. Um, it's got a stop start engine. So as soon as you stop, the engine goes off, but you don't notice it. Yeah. Well, that's um, fairly it, common here. Even Bigger cars are using that stop-start scheme. Yeah, but small, means- small cars here don't really get that unless uh-huh. they're high-end small cars. It's also got a CVT automatic transmission. Um, so that's that's something that's really tuned um, to be more economical than a manual. Most 
people over here get manual transmissions. Now, a CVT automatic means it doesn't have individual gears, like a regular That's automatic right. transmission. It's, it's, a, it's a whole series of gears, and it's constantly moving up and down the series. Um, I, I had this in a Volvo V40 that I had some years ago, and you really don't feel any changes at all when you're driving. You know, in a normal automatic, there are points where you feel the, the, the gear shifting, but with that kind of um, transmission, you don't feel it at all. Yeah, I think that and, very and frankly, much depends. I'm, I'm that, forward to having let me just explain. that depends, by the way, Kirk, on the model and how well it's done. Because if it's if the CVT is not done right, you hear the engine constantly revving, trying to find a place to be. But if it's yeah, done right, it's almost seamless. We didn't hear that when we test drove the car at all. Um, it was incredibly smooth. In fact, it, it's it, it's almost surprising how smooth and quiet it is because you know the car shifts sometimes into electric mode and if you're not going fast you can't really hear the difference that the engine is quiet enough that at a low speed it's not that loud and you can't really hear the difference even when it shifts from electric to the gas engine um and yeah the, the there was no sort of revving sound of the transmission when when we drove it and so i i had ridden in one of these um about a year ago my friend rob griffiths um, former Macworld rider, etc. He came to visit last year in April, and he rented a car from Heathrow Airport to come up and visit me, and, and the car he got was a Yaris Hybrid. Now, Rob is a car guy. He's got a Tesla, in fact. Um, he likes Wait cars, a and- minute, wait a minute. Rob yeah, Griffiths has a Tesla. Has a yep. Tesla. I yep. have to look at his bank account. We've got to confirm he can make the monthly payments. I'm joking. We've got Kirk McElhern, by the way, and he's telling us about leasing a brand-new car, a Toyota Yaris Hybrid, not available in the U.S., but sounds really nice. More to come on the Tech Night Owl Live. (laughs) Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features. And most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that. www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Think about this. Your community's aging water infrastructure systems are very likely to be contaminated with heavy metals like lead, disinfection chemicals like ammonia, chlorine, and chloramines, and pharmaceuticals like statins, pain meds, and antidepressants. And no, water treatment plants are not equipped to filter these pharmaceutical toxins out. Protect your family's water supply with a trusted Big Berkey water filter. New NSF EPA certified lab tests show Big Berkey water filters remove chloramines, pharmaceuticals, BPA, pesticides, bacteria, 
bacteria and viruses, all forms of fluoride and much more. Big Berkey water filters are the original and most trusted on the market. The gold standard in water purification. And our filters last for years at less than two cents per gallon. Big Berkey, the one powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. Get your Big Berkey today. Call 1-877-99-BERKEY or click BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey Water Filters, for the love of clean water. uncertain times, it makes sense to have a sustainable backup method to cook food and boil water. If your current plan includes using a fuel-burning stove or cooking over an open fire, then there's a much better way. The Miniman Rocket Stove is a biomass-burning cooking stove that only requires small quantities of sticks and twigs for fuel. The Miniman Stove is easy to use, smokeless, portable, powerful, and sustainable. For the finest in survival cooking stoves and fire starters made right here in the USA, go to MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you. People seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com. And if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more. And this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com. ParanormalDate.com. And use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. This is Dan Pillard. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. Speaking of money and investing, we'd like you to invest in this radio show, help support our work, and the easiest way to do it is to become a member of Tech Night Owl Plus. Go to plus.technightowl.com, plus.technightowl.com to get the commercial-free version of the show. Isn't that nice? Better quality audio, plus.technightowl.com. So Kirk McElhern is getting a new car. He ordered a leased Toyota Yaris hybrid, which means it's got a gas engine and electric engine and can jump between the two. And in some modes, and a lot of people like to do this, you could run all electric if you watch yourself. If you're in a city and you and you got traffic and you're going not too fast and you're braking and you're driving to the next red light, you will probably be mostly electric um, for that bit of driving. 
um, because your battery charges every time you brake. I guess it's like a dynamo that it picks up the inertia as you slow down to charge the battery. And the battery charges as you drive, too. And there's a little thing on the display. You can put a button. You can tap a button to see when the gas engine's on, when the hybrid's on, and the level of the battery. And I think there were like eight bars, and we took the car out. The battery was at three bars, and in less than 10 minutes, it was up to like five or six bars. Um, so the driving does charge it relatively quickly. I must say, I, have, I find the technology interesting, uh, being a tech person. Um, I find that much more interesting than, you know, fancy alloy wheels or, or pinstripes on the side of the car and stuff like that. There it goes. There it goes. In any case, we wish you good luck with your car. Tell me more, though, about Rob's Tesla. I got to see, by the way, a Tesla the other day. And let me tell you the circumstances. So I'm going to a restaurant to pick up something, some takeout food, fast food restaurant. And as soon as we get to the parking lot, the car develops a flat. That's not good. No. So I was, took me an hour to wait for roadside assistance, which comes with the car insurance. And they came over and they put on, we had a space saver spare, fortunately. And a lot of cars in the U.S. now, they don't give you any spare, full size or space saver. What they give you instead is a little canister of air and some substance that makes an emergency repair on your tire, but you still have to take it into the shop. So I took it into the shop the very next day. And there's a place here, Discount Tire, where in order to entice you to buy tires from them, they give you free repairs of flats, which is really nice. That's good. Now, in this case, it was fast food, no big deal. Imagine if someone's cooking a meal for you at a restaurant. I'm going to have a steak dinner. I'm going to have Chinese. I'm going to have Indian takeout. And you get to the restaurant, and suddenly you've got a flat tire, and the food's just about ready. Yep. There it goes like that. All right. But in any case, we wish you luck with the car. But the reason I brought up the flat tire is because parked next to me when I went to get it fixed the next day was somebody with his all-black Tesla and he had spent like $106,000 for it, he boasted. And he's a guy about my age, so I think he was trying to make me feel jealous. Oh, you've just got that car. I have a Tesla. But then he said to yeah. me he doesn't like to actually give it, send it in for standard maintenance because standard maintenance on a Tesla is like $500. Now, if you can well, afford yeah, $106,000 for a car, $500 is chump change. Well, but yeah, t- and you, you want to make sure that car is running smoothly and, and you know, get all your software updates and everything. Uh, I'm just looking on the Tesla website. that They start at 62,000 pounds over here. So that's what, about 70, 75,000, the, the Model S, which is cheaper. I, I know there was another, the Model 3, is it? No, the 3 is even cheaper. Okay, let's, let's clarify this. There will the, the, be a the, Model 3 possibly later this year when it's promised. It will be a mid-sized in US car. Dollars. It will cost $35,000 and up, but fully equipped, it's going to be like a BMW 3 Series in the US, which you can also buy in the mid-30s. But by the time it's all gussied up with the goodies, we're talking about a car that will cost probably $45,000 or more. Yeah. So it's like a BMW price. Now, I guess with aggressive lease programs and things like that, it'll be cheap, but that's not cheap. Except unless they stop it, there is a government subsidy of several thousand dollars in the U.S. 
for electric cars. Only once a manufacturer builds a certain number, that goes away. Yep. But the real question with Tesla is, now they can build, what, 75, 80,000 cars a year. They want to sell hundreds of thousands of this Model 3. And the question is, can they ramp up production to do it? I I don't know. I I know that there was a flurry of orders when it when when they started taking orders a couple months ago, uh, I don't you know that that price that, that a car at that price is just ridiculous. I wouldn't even consider something at that price. Um, so I don't even look at that. You know the the car I ordered is is like it, it's what I can afford. It's no more, no less. Um, but I wouldn't even consider something that complicated. Um, now over here, electric cars are a bit of a problem. My partner's brother is actually thinking of buying a BMW i3 is that what it is so it's a fully electric car and he was saying that one of the problems is being able to charge it that there aren't enough charging points in the uk and imagine you're on a road someplace and you need to charge so you pull into a you know a service station where there's a charging point but if there's three other people there you've got to wait to charge your car so he's a little bit hesitant about that but the bmw comes with an option i think they call it range extender it's basically like a little motorcycle engine that's in the back of the car and you can run this motorcycle engine it's got a small fuel tank and you can use this to charge the battery to get some extra range but still it's like i think it's 110 120 mile range which isn't a lot um you know the tesla website's talking about 250 to 300 miles or something and also by the way chevy is selling a brand new all-electric car to compete with the model three but it's out now Okay. I mean, this is an interesting trend where things are going. And today we look askance at an electric car. What's $35,000? I can't afford that because that's above the average price of a car. But in the U.S., the average price of a new car is like $33,000 or something. And the reason it gets that way is because lots of people are buying crossovers, SUVs, totally i think they're absurd cars and i realize that most listeners will disagree with me and think i'm a complete idiot and i understand why people may want more room for a family or something it's kind of like the old station wagon but the problem with it is is their cost more the gas economy is less and that's why the average price of a new car is thirty three thousand dollars the car you're buying is something that in the u.s would cost maybe 18 or 19 thousand dollars it'd probably be around 20 for the hybrid because the hybrid's more expensive a little bit the starting price of the chevy volt happens to be thirty three thousand two hundred and twenty dollars um so that's right at your average car price in the u.s but as you say people buy these bigger cars these suvs and again since gas is so cheap in the u.s it's not a big deal to have a car that is a gas guzzler whereas over here it's really expensive. You know, we pay three or four times as much for gas. So if we're getting 50% to 100% better fuel economy on this new car, that's going to save a lot of money. We've got more to come with Kirk McElhern on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Did you know there's a new group of water contaminants with unknown health effects? These emerging contaminants lurking in your water may include prescription over-the-counter drugs and new types of herbicides and pesticides. 
ProPure's improved Pro 1G 2.0 filter meets NSF 401 standards to help reduce these emerging contaminants. To find out more, visit your authorized ProPure dealer or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com. Have you ever wanted a shortcut to getting the underground secrets to making money online and seriously grow your business? Whether it's a new business, a part-time income, or an existing business, you have this incredible limited offer to get a copy of this Amazon best-selling book on dot-com success for free. Uncover the success factors to make your business ignite. Go to secretsignite.com. That's secretsignite.com. Get your free copy now. Go to secretsignite.com. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control over your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. Tax Mediation Services is accredited by the Better Business Bureau. Call now for a free case review and a price protection guaranteed quote. Call Tax Mediation Services now at 800-615-7709. That's 800-615-7709. 800-615-7709. Hi there, I'm Bob Eubanks. You know, as part of Hollywood for a long time, I've seen my fair share of celebrities get in trouble with the IRS. Well, there's one name I trust, the Tax Defense Group. They're the most trusted name in tax. So if you owe more than $10,000 to the IRS, you really need to call my friends at the Tax Defense Group. Ignoring the IRS is not the solution. They can garnish your paycheck, levy your bank accounts, seize your home or business. But the Tax Defense Group could put a stop to all of that and tailor a program that would reduce your tax debt to pennies on the dollar. you got to love that. So don't just take my word for it. Call them. Find out for yourself. They offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. And they're open 24 hours a day because they know that tax debt doesn't sleep either. Call now for your free and confidential tax analysis from the most trusted name in tax. Call 800-361-6907. 800-361-6907. Have you ever thought you'd like to flip houses but didn't know how or where to get the money? Are you ready to be your own boss so you can start living the good life? Hi, I'm Preston Neely. I used to be so broke. I had my electricity turned off nine times, but I figured out a way to quit my job and find financial freedom in real estate. For a limited time, I want to send you a free copy of my smash hit selling book, How to Get Rich in Real Estate. It shows you how to copy exactly what I did so you can make money from the comfort of your own home without even doing any manual labor. I've already given away 5,000 books and they're going fast. To get one before they're gone, call one 800 958 6936. Listen, if you're sick and tired of stressing about money, this book could change your life. It's short, fun to read, easy to understand, and awesome. To find out how to get your free book while supplies last, call 1-800-958-6936. Call 1-800-958-6936. Live with Gene Steinberg. It's the Tech Night Owl. 
because you never know what's going to happen next. Now, it's interesting here, and I don't know how they're going to change it in the U.S. We do have emission standards where they're going to have, I guess, a fleet average of over 50 miles a gallon in the mid-2020s. I may, of course, be too old to drive by then, but if that happens, fine. What I'm interested in, though, in terms of cars, and you're younger than me. You're a young whippersnapper compared to me, so before I snap the whip, let me explain. I'm interested in self-driving vehicles yes okay yes, totally totally because you know now i'm pretty good on the road i think i haven't had any accidents in years and the last one was caused by somebody else and they just scraped the rear bumper or something like that and they were so afraid of me sending in an insurance claim they paid me okay <laughs> for the repair and then arranged to fix it for me because the woman's husband worked for a car dealer and they had their detail body shop do it for me so it was cool this was you know several cars ago anyway in arizona once you get to 65 every five years you have to pass a vision test yeah and at some point in time they might ask for more stringent tests so when i'm 75 i'll have to go and take that test my eyes are in pretty good shape the key is here is at some point in time i will not be able to drive safely i hope i realize that and I'm ready to give up the wheel. My wife yep. is seven years younger, so she can take over. Let her take over. But the arrival of a self-driving car intrigues me because it means people have freedom. I mean, if, yes. of course, if you're Uber or Lyft, you just, you know, they expect you to call somebody and come over and drive you from place to place. But that's just being a glorified car service or taxi cab. Here, it's your car. But it does the driving for you. It compensates for your waning abilities. Well, even better than that would be if you have fleets of self-driving cars that you can call up when you need. So you don't need to own a car. Um, so we have two cars. Um, I work at home and my partner doesn't. So she takes the car when she needs to. But sometimes I also need to drive. So I bought a Kia Picanto a few years ago. And I think, you know, my driving puts a thousand miles a year on it. And every once in a while, we take it for a longer trip. I would rather not have that car and be able to, you know, pick up my phone or, or an app on my iPhone and say, hey, I need a car. And some self-driving car comes from town and picks me up and takes me where I'm going and drops me off. It would save money. It would be better for the environment um, to not have extra cars. We have an elderly neighbor who's too old to drive and he takes taxis all the time. You know, it'd be great for him. I, I can't drive at night. I have very bad night vision. So if I do want to go out at night on my own, that my partner and I aren't going out together, um, I'd need to take a taxi. And a self-driving car would be just wonderful. Well, this would be another way of doing it. That's, by the way, what Uber wants to do. Instead of having drivers, which they do now, they want to have self-driving vehicles that will be available if you need to go somewhere. But still the same thing, which is, what does it cost you? For the self-driving vehicle, how often do you need to get from here to there? And how does that cost add up to the cost of owning a car? Now, at some point in time, if it's cheaper with the Uber or self-driving solution when that comes to pass, I guess in a few years, then you don't need the car anymore. 
Because remember, probably 95% of your car's life for most people is sitting somewhere doing nothing. Yeah, and unless you drive for a living. Of um, course. So you, you drive to work, it's a half an hour maybe or an hour each way, five days a week. And if you don't drive for work, like me, we have the second car that basically sits around and we actually have to take it out every once in a while and give it a good, you know, fast run to keep it running smoothly. I know about that because I know my sister-in-law has a car and she bought it used and she's afraid to drive. She's a widow and she's kind of afraid to drive and she'd make like a, a short two, three block trip every day. And finally, everything got so gunked up that she had to spend $750 that she could ill afford to have the car repaired because yeah. she wasn't giving it a workout. And I told her, you need to drive. The skills you use to drive across the street to the strip mall, use those skills to drive 10 miles away or five miles. Do it every day, back and forth. Get the engine to warm up. Whatever yeah. you do, go out there and make a trip that warms the engine, keeps it running at its normal temperature for a while, and that way you'll get maximum life. It doesn't mean you have to wear the heck out of it, but the philosophy here of true ride sharing, and I don't mean, as I say, the current Uber or Lyft, where they are basically glorified taxi services. We're talking about a lot of cars, self-driving, available when you need them to go somewhere. And you pay for the amount of time you use the car and the amount of mileage you travel. The point being at the end of the day, maybe after you figure out what it costs to buy or lease a car and pay for the gas and pay for the insurance, it may be a heck of a lot cheaper if they are convenient to not bother anymore. If they're convenient, yeah. And it depends on where you live. I'm close enough to a town that I could imagine that there would be a number of such cars available. Where I lived before, though, I moved last June, we were a lot further. Um, we're three miles from Stratford-upon-Avon. Before, we were about 10 miles. So 10 miles might have been too far for that sort of thing. Three miles is basically 10 minutes from the town. It would be close enough. And, you know, the question is, who's going to do this? Who's going to Who's going to provide the cars? Would it be municipal in some cities? Would it be a big company like Uber? Would it be rental car companies that take their skills and their back-end infrastructure to do something like that? Or would it even be car dealers who, you know, the, the guy I'm buying the Toyota from, maybe he'll pick up 20 self-driving Toyotas and put them on his lot and get people to, uh, you know, rent those out to people. You know what? Um, I expect and I believe there is an Uber network of drivers in your area and what no. you should do is sign up as a rider at uber.com and lyft.com the same thing yeah no they don't they don't do it here they do it in birmingham which is an hour away and that's the closest okay and the reason is go see what's available if someone has to drive an hour to you i understand it doesn't make sense to for them yeah. or for you but if there's any active service like that in your area or any area price out some trips and see what it costs to go to the place you need to go and see whether so, it's worth it or not to even have a car. Right. So when we moved um, to this area, it was about three and a half years ago. Uh, and as I said, we're about 10 miles from Stratford. We we're about two miles from a smaller town and there were no taxis available. Now, I would have priced the cost of a taxi to go here and there when I need to go to the dentist, the doctor, or do some shopping when the car is not available. Um, but since there were no taxis available, I bought a car. If we had moved right here, right now, I would probably have not bought in the car. 
it, it's about 10 pounds to get into town from here on a taxi. And that means 20 pounds for a round trip. But if you do that, let, let's say you do that once a week, that's 1,000 pounds a year. The car I bought cost me 3,500 pounds, plus I have to insure it, plus gas, plus, you know, road tax, and you inspect it every year. So, you know, you add it up. That 1,000 pounds a year to take a taxi to and from town to do what I need to do would not be more expensive than owning a car. Uh, the only difference is that the taxis have to be available when you need them. Well, that's the key here. And as I said, you may right now live in a town that's too small to sustain such a service. Yeah, I, I think we're we're on the borderline of something like that. Stratford's about 30,000 people, so it's not a very big town. Um, it, it's, a, it's a wealthy town. So I could imagine that, and you know, there's a lot of tourists here too. So I could imagine something like that would uh, come up here. But I am, I'm actually surprised that there is no Uber in this area. As I said, you have to go to Birmingham, which is an hour away. Um, I, I don't think it'll take long. Um, not that I'm necessarily in favor of the Uber model. That's another discussion. Um, but I think it's, you know, it's, it's spreading around the UK slowly. Um, and give it a year or so, and I think it'll be a lot more um, present than it is now. Have you tried Lyft? I don't even think they're here at all. Oh, okay. We've got Kurt Rackelhern for lots more on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. We use cell phones against our heads every day. But now, a landmark U.S. government study confirms increased health risks from exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The time to protect yourself is now. The solution is Defender Shield. Proudly made in the USA, Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation emitted from cell phones, tablets, and laptops. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. Use discount code DEFENDER for 10% off. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in EMF radiation protection. Thank you.
A lot can happen in six seconds. A rodeo ride, a dramatic basketball win, and the world record holder can solve a Rubik's Cube. Six seconds is how long it takes for an 18-wheeler traveling at a safe speed to come to a complete stop. And in those six seconds, that truck will travel the length of two football fields. So please, give them room. Never cut in front of a large truck for any reason. Our roads, our responsibility. Learn more at sharetheroadsafely.gov. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. Reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. Well, anyway, let's kind of leave the car subject behind. Best of luck to you with your new vehicle. And we're, of course, going to have a picture of you driving the car at 100 miles an hour. No, I'm kidding. We'll have your... Not 100. Um, I'm just looking on the Lyft website. They're not outside the U.S. yet. Okay. Well, then that takes care of that, doesn't it? Let's talk about something else here because we've discussed in recent months Apple's commitment to the Mac. And now speaking at the shareholders meeting, Tim Cook says, we care about our pro-customers. And this one-paragraph statement that's widely quoted. So in his statement, Tim Cook uses the word pro twice and creative once. But people aren't taking him seriously. What about you? You know, as you know, I can be a curmudgeon at times. And when I saw that last statement of Tim Cook's, I was actually tempted to write something on my website, and I didn't. And what I was going to say, and I'm very glad you bring this up, and this wasn't planned, but what I was going to say is... When he makes those statements, they mean absolutely nothing to you and me and other users. He's making those statements for um, shareholders and stock market analysts. He's not making those statements for customers. Um, We've seen every time he's talked about, you know, great products in the pipeline that what it means is, you know, one upgrade to something. Uh, Sometime last year, he talked about lots of great products in the pipeline. And basically, it was the MacBook Pro with the touch bar. 
Talking about pro stuff, if you remember, I believe it was in 2013, early in the year, he said, we'll have a new Mac Pro by the end of the year. And a, a few uh, units shipped at the end of December, and the rest didn't become available for months after that. You can't take anything he says seriously. You can't. He is not speaking to us. He's not speaking for us. He doesn't care about people who use Macs. All he cares is, is about placating the stock market. On the other hand, there are going to be upgrades because that's of course kind of going to be upgrades. Saying. It doesn't mean the upgrades are going to be anything you and I would find acceptable, but something's going to come out. Maybe he'll just take the Mac Pro, throw some new parts in there. Oh, the faster Xeon that's coming out from Intel. We'll put those in there and a speedier graphics chip. So therefore, there will be an upgrade. It may not be the upgrade, as I said, that you and I want. It's not even whether we want it. It's been more than three years since the Mac Pro was released, and it has not been upgraded, and it's selling at exactly the same price. It's three-year-old technology um, at a three-year-old price. Um, I think it's been more than two years since the Mac Mini was upgraded. Now, most people wouldn't consider the Mac Mini to be a pro computer, but it actually is. A lot of people use it as a server because it, it's compact and it's inexpensive. I, I think that they just don't care. You know, it's surprising. They make so much money. It wouldn't hurt them to even lose money by having an updated Mac Pro and get a lot of good press for it. But they simply don't care. You can't go more than three years without updating your, your fastest, your best computer um, and expect people to take you seriously. Okay, so he's playing to the audience. Let's not take him seriously. And I guess the same thing would be about creative apps because it took him years after releasing a very inferior version of Final Cut Pro 10 to get a lot of interesting features in there that should appeal to professional customers, but maybe at what cost? Maybe it was too late. Yeah, I, I don't use that, so I don't know, but uh, I know a lot of people complained about it, and it's the same with, like, the fact that they got rid of Aperture. It's the same with whatever their pro audio software is, that they've disappointed people over and over. And I mean, I can understand why a lot of pros are looking to, you know, move to Windows because you can get good video editing software on Windows. You can get good audio software on Windows. You know, what is it? Adobe's got an audio thing. There's not that much that you can't get on Windows anymore. And if you just simply can't trust that Apple's going to be providing computers that are up to date, because professionals, sometimes they need to buy a bunch of computers to do something. And it would really stick in my craw if I needed 10 really fast computers and I had to buy a three-year-old um, Mac Pro. Well, I understand that. And I don't see the logic in not coming up with an update because even if it was just the next year's edition of the Xeon, the next year's edition of the graphics. Okay, that would have at least given a tad credibility. As you say, I can see why you're skeptical of what Tim Cook says. He knows, however, that what he said would be widely quoted. And maybe he bought time for the company to say, okay, we'll give him some slack, he's going to do something. And that obviously has to be another I don't, I don't know if that actually reason. buys time. I don't know if that buys time. I think he just doesn't understand. So he's speaking to shareholders and analysts, but the Mac press picks it up. And I think he doesn't understand that the Mac press is waiting for something that is going to give them an idea of the future. I mean, if you go to Mac Rumors, they have a buyer's guide website. And it's very interesting because they show the number of days since the last release or update or whatever. The iMac hasn't been updated in 507 days. 
Now, that really is the flagship Apple desktop, 507 days. The MacBook Air hasn't been updated in 725 days. The Mac Mini, it's been 869 days. And the Mac Pro, 1170 days. These are all products selling at the same price. You know, Apple doesn't drop prices or only if they release a new model like an iPad and they're selling the previous generation, they'll drop the price. But other than that, they don't drop prices. They've got one, two, three, four computers on their um, product line that haven't been updated in more than 500 days. Now, I don't think we necessarily need an update to every computer every year. The Mac Pro, it's just – it's dire that it's been more than three years. And the iMac, again, it is their flagship desktop computer. 500 days is a long time. If you look in the past, the average was 317 days um, between updates for the, the for the iMac. Now, I was we looking, can argue, by the as, way, as at I think the I've Mac said, Pro upgrades while you were talking and yeah. the cost of the upgrades. There has been one change, which is the cost of the – SSD is $200 less to go to a terabyte. That's about the only change I see. So a fully outfitted Mac Pro, which I just did, by the way. I didn't add software. What I did to explain to listeners is to get the 12-core Xeon processor, which is 87 generations behind, 64 gigabytes of ECC RAM, a terabyte flash storage, and the high end for those days, the Fire Pro D700 GPU, the cost was $93.99. So that's $200 less than it would have been three years ago. Right. And you still need to add a keyboard and a mouse or trackpad because they don't come with the Mac Pro. Isn't that nice? Think about that. Yeah. Yeah. So the Magic Mouse 2 is $79. Yep. And the keyboard's if you about want a the same, keyboard, right? No, the keyboard's more. Right. I'm looking at the keyboard here, and you click on it, Apple Keyboard, and you have two choices, which is the standard wired Apple Keyboard with numeric keypad, $49, and the Magic Keyboard, which I happen to like, by the way, except it's $99, which I don't like. Yeah. So so you're up to $9,500 for the type of computer that serious pros would need. Now, you can buy RAM aftermarket and install it yourself. It's not a computer like the iMac where you don't have access. Um, so that would save a couple thousand dollars probably. But for the rest of the stuff, you can't you know, change the processor. Um, you can't change the SSD yourself. Well, yeah. In any case, but here's it, our, it, here's it's, our issue. It's embarrassing. It, it makes the company look like, you, you know, I mean, it's obvious. They make their money from the iPhone, period. Um, but as long as they're going to keep selling these other products, they can't let them just gather dust. It just, it just makes them look bad. Well, I hope they do something this year. I realize it's a pretty cheap upgrade. I want to ask you something, by the way, since we've been talking about this. There's a new AMD chip called Ryzen that's getting a lot of play. Now, I read reviews of its benchmarks. It's supposed to compete with the high-end core i7 processor from intel and supposedly it's about as good or slightly better although i saw some questions about graphics capability which could possibly be resolved but it costs half as much as what intel charges so is there an incentive there for apple to do something i don't know 
I don't know. And, and you know, some people are saying, oh, well, Apple can't update the Mac Pro because Intel doesn't have the processors. I mean, if Apple's that dependent on a single company for processors, then this is a big problem. They need to find someone else to make processors or do it themselves. Well, they have um, AMD. You know, I mean, if this right, chip is they, a credible alternative yeah. to KB Lake, which is what they're comparing it with, Apple could charge 100 or $200 less for a MacBook Pro or an iMac if they went this way, assuming the graphics issue is yeah. dealt with. we got more to come with Kirk McElhern. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night How Live. Listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S.com. As a doctor, I see patients every day who are losing their vision to age-related macular degeneration, also known as AMD. If you have blurry vision or blind spots, they can be symptoms of AMD, and if untreated, could lead to blindness. The good news? AMD can be managed with effective clinically approved treatments that may reverse some vision loss. For free AMD information, contact the Foundation Fighting Blindness at 1-800-BLINDNESS. That's 1-800-BLINDNESS. There is a cure in sight. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Now, one thing Apple has been good about in the past in terms of processors is, you know, look what happened with the transition to the power pc the motorola quadra 680 40 chip you know wasn't fast enough so they went to power pc which was better the power pc reached its bottleneck ibm and motorola weren't paying serious attention to it because they weren't selling enough so they went to intel and look at the intel roadmap but steve jobs said then 
when they were still using PowerPC, that he liked the roadmap, in so many words, but they always look at their options. So now, is Apple talking to AMD to see what they can do? Will they put more and more functionality with the ARM processors like they're doing with the touch bar? What? Well, one of the questions is, and, and that's a good point about the, the ARM processor, the, so the touch bar on the MacBook Pro um, uses a separate processor. It's not inconceivable that they could offload certain things on the computer to a separate processor. Now, I don't know how efficient that is. Um, let's say you offload audio processing and, you know, your graphics is already on a separate chip or it's it's an onboard chip as part of the processor, but a separate part. Um Maybe there are other things that they can offload, like simple operations can go on, say, an AMD chip, and multi-core operations go on a, a higher-end processor. I don't know enough about the way processors are built, but maybe that's the future of having multiple processors for different things um, rather than everything through the same processor. Again, it's not everything. There are small processors for different tasks already, but it's very limited. Well, I have a feeling Apple wouldn't do it if there was some kind of trade-off in performance, but the latency may be so minor that nobody will detect it, and that's, I think, the key. Yeah, but I I think it's pretty disappointing because, you know, while Apple is making the majority of their money from the iPhone, um, don't forget that everyone who makes apps for iOS needs to do this on a Mac. So let's say you're not an Apple user, but you want to get into development and you've got to buy a Mac and you're looking at these Macs, you're thinking, damn, am I going to buy an iMac that hasn't been updated in 500 days? Am I going to buy a Mac Pro that hasn't been updated in three years? It's ridiculous. Well, I think Tim Cook is not an idiot and that maybe he did orient his conversation to stockholders trying to placate them. But he knew he had an audience outside that of course he knew he had an audience and he was placating them too but but i still think regardless of the quality of the updates they're going to do something it may not be quite what people want they they have to do something or stop selling the mac well i'm not going to give up a 22 billion dollar a year business of course you gotta look at how big that is compared to other companies Sure. That's just huge. How many companies out there earn over $20 billion in revenue all by their lonesome? So certainly yeah. I can see where Apple's not going to throw that away. And I also and, think it's and, very and cheap that- for them to refresh all these products with new parts from Intel. It's not expensive at all. Yeah. A a lot of that revenue, don't forget, comes from shared R&D. So the cost of making those Macs, part of that cost is absorbed in in the research and and, and the things that they do for the other products like the iPhone and the iPad. There is a a somewhat common software base across the two. I mean, iOS and, and Mac OS are not the same, but they do share a certain amount of software. And there are features that exist on all the different devices. So a, a lot of the, the, the cost of building these devices is shared. It's just gotten to the point of embarrassment now. They don't have to update a computer every year, 
But something like the iMac, we're used to seeing a, a refresh, again, at least in a processor or in a graphics card or something like that. And, and if you look back at um, previous updates, so the last one was 507 days ago, but before that, it was 147 days, before that, 215, before that, 387, um, they, they're almost at twice what they were doing in the past four years, five years, and it, it's as if, you know, on the one hand, we maybe don't need an update. On the other hand, it wouldn't be that hard to just put a newer processor, I don't know, maybe make something a little bit more efficient, uses less power because a new processor needs less power, um, a display that's a little brighter or a slightly better graphics card. Th these are really minor changes. Yeah, but with the iMac, the quad-core KB Lake processor, which is a logical place where they'd go, didn't ship till the end of the year. I mean, there were complaints. Why did they use an older processor for the MacBook Pro with Touch Bar? The reason is the chips they wanted were not available yet. Right. And as I said earlier, if they depend too much on one company to provide processors, then they're stuck. And it's partly their fault. I mean, if Apple is a $22 billion business um, for desktop computers, they should be able to have enough pressure on Intel to get things moving a little bit quicker. Now, it's also possible um, that Intel is hitting a point, um, I don't know if Moore's Law is still applicable, but maybe they're hitting a point now where it's harder to uh, make these processors with smaller and smaller transistors on them. Yeah, I think they are hitting a wall, and of course they're getting the chips out later. I also think that AMD's move from low-end chips trying to compete with Intel for high-end processors is a good thing even if it's not 100% of a solution, it might be a good one, especially on a desktop iMac, because they're not depending on integrated graphics for the 27-inch iMac. So if the 8-core processor from AMD costing hundreds of dollars less than the Intel version, but mostly yeah. or completely offering comparable performance, if they go that direction, that's going to really, really send a message to Intel about something. The other thing here, which is in reverse, Intel, of course, is making these baseband chips for smartphones. That's, of course, the cellular radio chip, yeah. you know, with multiple channels. And now Apple's buying from Intel, and now they're producing silicon comparable with Qualcomm for performance. And Apple has a beef with Qualcomm about pricing and licensing. And, you know, Apple could go to Intel and say, you know what, we're going to buy, you know, 100 million chips from you. Okay? That's a lot of business for Intel. Yep. So it's not just selling processors, because who can buy from Intel? Obviously, you know, I guess Samsung could if they don't build it themselves, but they all go to Qualcomm. Samsung can buy it. Apple could buy chips from Intel. And Intel can make an awful lot of money. Also, I suppose, and I think Intel has already done this, Intel could also sell or rent its services as a fab plant for an ARM processor. Yeah. yeah. You know, they can assemble the chips for Apple. So they can yeah. get a lot of business from Apple, and they can see already they're selling these baseband chips to Apple now. In fact, you buy your iPhone 7. The chip is either going to be... Intel or Qualcomm, all right? Depending on where you live 
and whether you need what they call CDMA capability, which is Verizon. So they're already doing it. So that's an interesting development there. But it also means with all that potential sales, maybe Intel will listen closer to Apple, especially if Apple decides to sit out one cycle and say, we'll get the AMD processor. Yeah, well, I I don't really follow that the, the chips on the iPhone. Uh, I, I was talking really about can... the Mac thing, though, too. Okay? Yeah. What I'm saying um, is, what if they decide that the next iMac is going to have complete AMD graphics and the CPU? All AMD. Entirely possible. It's possible because the chips are out there now. And Apple yeah. could say, you know what? We're Because we're going to AMD and paying less we will deduct $200 or whatever it is from yeah. the cost of this high-end iMac. Taking advantage of that, that would be such a message to Intel. Such a story, such a deal. Kirk McElhern's joining us with one more segment on the Tech Night Live. Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features. And most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Attention investors, 2017 is the year of Trump and financial markets are rising at all-time highs. But economic uncertainty may be greater than after any election in our lifetime. And as retirement approaches, there's little time to recover your losses. You need to hedge against uncertainty. That means transferring part of your retirement to physical gold and silver stored where you can actually hold it in your hand and get it fast in any disaster. It's a perfect time to buy. Prices are low and expected to climb. Make Augusta Precious Metals, your personal gold and silver provider. Augusta cares for your financial position and helps you make good decisions. And they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Get Augusta's free gold and silver IRA guide. What you learn could help you weather any economic storm. There's no obligation. Just call toll-free. Call 855-222-5857. That's 855-222-5857. Again, 855-222-5857. Trust Augusta. Protect your retirement today. Have you ever wanted a shortcut to getting the underground secrets to making money online and seriously grow your business? Whether it's a new business, a part-time income, or an existing business, you have this incredible limited offer to get a copy of this Amazon best-selling book on dot-com success for free. Uncover the success factors to make your business ignite. Go to secretsignite.com. That's secretsignite.com. Get your free copy now. Go to secretsignite.com. 
Will the government protect your family from Iran and North Korea's newest weapon, EMP? We buy guns to protect ourselves, home, health, and car insurance for accidents. Maybe you also have food storage. But how would you keep your refrigerator running in a long-term EMP blackout? Using tested military designs, the Solark EMP-hardened solar generator protects and powers your critical appliances for years without burying items underground or wrapping them in aluminum foil. Unlike other preps, Solark is used every day to help Help offset your electric bill automatically. Visit PortableSolarLLC.com to learn how easily expandable the system is. Solark is the most affordable and powerful solution on the market. The whole system even fits in the back of a pickup or SUV and can install in less than an hour. See for yourself why Solark beats other off-grid systems at PortableSolarLLC.com. Don't wait for the government. Go to PortableSolarLLC.com to learn why Solark is energy insurance for your family. Now's the time to refresh your home and save at Lumber Liquidator's Spring Flooring Kickoff Sale. Our stores are packed with the latest spring trends like modern waterproof wood look flooring. It's up to 34% off or choose from more than 200 styles of pre-finished hardwood from $149. Get deals on over 55 varieties of bamboo from $159, more from $0.59 cents, and special financing. The Spring Flooring Kickoff Sale ends Tuesday. Visit LumberLiquidators.com to find a store near you today. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. Back with Kirk McElhern for the final segment and the question I'm going to ask you, Kirk, you're not still not going to buy a new MacBook Pro, are you? No, 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 no need. And frankly, too expensive. That's not going to change for a while. He spent all his money on the new Yaris. Well, no, because it's a lease. So, I mean, it's not it's not cheap, but it's a monthly thing instead of dumping a whole lot of money. You know, the MacBook Pro actually is expensive enough. I'm going to take a quick look here. If I were to go for the MacBook Pro with the touch bar. Um, in the UK, you know, Apple recently increased the prices here um, by like 20% because of the um, drop in the value of the pound since the Brexit vote. So if I were to buy a touch bar um, MacBook Pro, it's about 2000 pounds. That's like seven months of my car. So not, not really worth um, looking at that. I do see, though, they have a they're offering zero percent interest. Over a year. That's the first time I've seen this from Apple. A purchase made at Apple with PayPal credit split over 12 monthly installment payments, installment spelled with one L incorrectly, at 0%. That's interesting. That used to be a different name, PayPal credit. Okay. I don't know, but do they do that in the States? Do they? They can. PayPal credit is certainly active here. No, but I mean, do they offer any kind of 0% financing? I have not checked. If I look at the MacBook Pro page, um, I don't. I see up to eighteen months of special financing, um, and what that is is you get points, no interest if paid in full within the promo period. Um, so they do have a promotion for uh, by the end of the promotional period. So you can go six, twelve, or eighteen months. So they have a zero interest as, as well. I, I'm, I'm surprised they haven't 
publicize that a little bit better. So I, I was just saying, you know, 2,000 pounds for the MacBook Pro with the touch bar or 162 pounds a month, um, that makes it a lot more palatable for people. And even as a professional, you know, because this would be a business expense for me, I get the VAT back. Um, so I would get about, I'd pay about 130 pounds a month for a MacBook Pro over 12 months. I'm still not going to buy one because I really don't think it's that useful. Um, but I, I am surprised that they're doing 0% interest now. I don't recall ever seeing that here. Well, that's a deal with the bank, obviously. No, it's a deal with Apple. It's Apple who's promoting Right, if a third party is financing it. Yeah, but, but I can see where Apple is being more aggressive. But the reason Apple is being more aggressive is because it's not as easy to be assured they can grow max sales anymore. I mean, the last quarter it grew by a few percent. Not very much. And with that, they're going to have more of these incentives. Just like Apple is offering these deals with your iPhone. You could finance or lease an iPhone through Apple. You're not just obligated to go to your carrier or use your credit card or make a deal with the store and use their credit card. Well, part of that is the fact that they lock you into it, that after 12 months, you exchange it for a new iPhone. Um, So you're basically every year you're getting a new iPhone and they're getting a guarantee of shipping, uh, you know, a certain number of millions of iPhones to people who commit to this. And for them, it's better because they can plan their production a little bit easier. They'll know when these people are going to be buying them. So so it's not an, an unknown of, you know, when people are going to be updating their phones. And they are getting people to update more often. So then they'll sell the old phones, they'll refurbish them, maybe sell them in other countries as used phones where people can't afford to pay for the iPhone. Um, but it, it's interesting that they're doing that for the MacBook Pro, um, that, that they would do that for a computer um, where they've never, in my experience, they've never been aggressive like that um, in terms of financing. I mean, I've never financed a, uh, a Mac ever. Um, and I see for the iMac, they're doing the same thing. So it looks like here they're doing that for all their products. Well, whatever it is to sell a product, it's just like car makers have 0% financing with their captive finance companies or with a third-party bank. Yeah, they've got to do what, what they got to do. I'm, they've got to be aggressive. Remember also that other yeah, than my, the increase for the new MacBook Pro, over the past few years, and other than the Mac Pro, of course, the price for Macs has actually trended downward. Not that much, because remember, the MacBook Pro was substantially more expensive than the previous model. Well, the MacBook Pro with touch bar, substantially more expensive than the previous right. model. Right. I said up until then, if you look at the trend, oh, okay. in 2012, they introduced the first MacBook Pro with Retina display. And the price went up several hundred dollars. It went down over the next few years. And when they come up with the touch bar version, it went up about the same or a bit more. When they introduced the first generation 27-inch iMac with 5K Retina display. They had a $2,499 model. Right now, in the current lineup, the 2015, of course, you can get something for $1,999 that's fairly comparable to that. So, yes, they did cut the price on that. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, Apple cut the price by $100 on the Mac Mini. Of course, they took away the capability of adding RAM, but still. Yeah, over over here we're suffering from the exchange rate difference. So um, not only is the Mac Pro more expensive, but it's even more more expensive. 
Exactly. But, you know, there's nothing Apple can do about that. That's more about the state of the economy, the world conditions, political conditions. The problem with that is they're kind of in the middle. They're in the middle. They can't do anything about that. They either well, they have can. to give they up can, some profits can. or live with the exchange rates. Yeah, they can eat a little bit of the profit in order to not raise the price of something 20 or 25% in a country, um, which is what I would have expected them to do. I would have expected them to make the increase a small increase and then a small increase next time and catch up rather than do it all at once. Well, you know what? We're kind of talking through our hats here about what Apple's going to do this year. We can suggest what they should do based on our decades of experience and expertise, Kirk's and mine. More Kirk, of course, but, you know, you get the point. We can suggest what we'd like to see if we were buying this product. And maybe Apple listens. Apple supposedly was capable of buying, of releasing the product that you didn't know you'd need, but once it came out, you realized you did. And they did that with the iPhone, not so much for the iPad. They certainly did that with the Mac. But now we've reached a point where we have products that have questionable features. I think the Mac Pro was a misfire because they killed all the potential for internal expansion, except for you know the RAM, the processor, and the graphics, and the SSD, but just replacing the stuff that was there already. All the extra expansion was removed and made external. Maybe Apple thinks they did something right, but... That has to be rethought. If they're really serious about pros, we don't know. Kirk McElhern, tell our listeners where we can find more of what you do. You can find me at my website, Kirkville. It is at kirkville.com. And you can find me at Macworld, where I write about iTunes and many other things. Sounds cool. Kirk McElhern, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks for having me again, Gene. for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live-underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional, off-the-grid mobile survival bug-out house that's well-equipped and custom-built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement? You bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family's survival to survivalistcamps.com. You may own a knife, but if it's not an indie hammered knife, it's not a knife. From the forge to the grinder to the sheath, each indie hammered knife is handcrafted using God-given talent. The result is the sharpest edge a knife can have and a true work of art. See a variety of knives and the complete knife kit at ihknives.com. Indie hammered knives. Custom knives. Made in America. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. 
Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Cal Bend Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com. Or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. All right, guys, we're ready for our Four Seasons sunroom, and Daddy's going to get a rec room with refreshments. Oh, no, we'll be sleeping under the stars. Mom, what about the one with, you know, the fun? Nice try, little bro. It's a gym, my gym. Hey, Grandma's getting her Four Seasons garden room, weather tight and still like being outdoors. Maybe a living room. Oh, no, wait, a family hub. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what the budget, the season, or the climate, Four Seasons Sunrooms let you and your family enjoy the outdoors inside. Call now to hear more about these great offers from the premier manufacturer of sunrooms since 1975. More reasons for four seasons now. To find out more, call toll-free 800-848-6333. That's 800-848-6333. If you're 85 or younger, would you like peace of mind and comfort for your family? We're Final Expense Direct with an urgent message for you. The average funeral today costs over $8,000, but the most you'll get from government benefits is $255. How will your family pay the difference? We can help. Our senior plans start as low as just a dollar a day and pay up to $30,000 for a funeral and other final expenses. Peace of mind is easy. There's no medical exam. You'll have lifetime coverage, and your plan can't be canceled as long as you pay your premiums. Call now for free information about our senior plans. Answer a few simple questions and receive approval right on the phone. Plus, call right now, and we'll give you a discount prescription card for free. Call 800-340-5528. That's 800-340-5528. Again, 800-340-5528. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. We're trying to get acquainted here with, of course, the Snapchat IPO and social networks. And we've invited Chella Lau Rousseau to join us from her palatial estate in Canada. Did I get your name right? (laughs) Yes, you did. You see, everybody else lives in a palatial estate. We always say that. So (laughs) don't take it personal. But we're glad to have you on. You're with Mobile Nations, I understand. And I want to focus here on ways of dealing with social networks. Of course, we have the Snapchat uh, IPO, but the influence in our society, which are the ones that are really good? And you see, here's where I think a lot of our listeners worry about this, Chella, is that we have WhatsApp and we have, we used to have AOL Instant Messenger, shows you how old I am. And they're cutting back on support for third-party connections, AOL now. And then we have WhatsApp. And we have 
Facebook and we have Twitter and we have Instagram and we have Snapchat. And how do we make heads or tails of all this? You know what? There's there's so much of it nowadays, um, and it, it seems very overwhelming, even from I guess a, a younger person's perspective. You know, and before it was, I mean, years ago it was just MySpace, and then it evolved into you know you had Live Journal, which was a little bit smaller, and then it moved into things like Facebook and Twitter, and now it seems like there's 400 different social media applications that you either should be a part of or people are telling you that you should be a part of, and it can be very overwhelming and it's hard to kind of keep on top of what's, you know, what's hip and what's working well and what's kind of dated. And when I tell people, you know, Facebook is a little bit dated, people look at me sometimes and they're like, are you serious? Like I I just got my account in the last three years or I just got my account last year and it's, yeah, it's a little bit dated. It's people are moving away from Facebook. Younger people are for sure. Well, that's what gets confusing. We had MySpace. I remember that. Now, MySpace to me is like a progenitor to Facebook in terms of a social network. But then it got to be the province of rock musicians. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, you know what? It was it took the strangest turn. MySpace started off kind of as this, just like Facebook's, you know, you share photos, you share videos. There are very popular people on there and, you know, definitely a lot of people had their career start from MySpace. But then it it really did become kind of like a band website and uh, a lot of people posted their music. I know that when I was younger and before, you know, iTunes was as big as it is now and it was kind of just starting, I would go on MySpace and I would listen, you know, in the mid 2000s and I would listen to bands that I really liked or smaller artists that were using the platform to get their music out and then of course other things come along like YouTube and while YouTube it's a social network I guess to the creators but if you're a casual YouTube user you know it's it's more of a form of entertainment and I think that's what ended up happening was a lot of these musicians and artists that were so prominent on MySpace ended up again moving on to something like YouTube. Well, to me, YouTube is just a collection of videos, unless you're looking for a specific act or movie star or TV star or show, then you'll find channels for them. Like, for example, on our other radio show, The Paracast, we have a third party that we deal with, and he set up two channels for The Paracast radio show on YouTube. But I don't consider it a way to network. I consider it consumption. And maybe I'm missing out on something. Yeah, well, in my mind, it definitely is a network. But as I said, it's for the people who are creating that content. For example, I worked as a makeup artist for two years and I watched a lot of these, you know, makeup gurus that were going on, you know, that were showing their their makeup skills to their millions and millions of followers. If you watch these videos, it's one makeup personality will appear in another makeup personality's video. They almost use YouTube and their videos and their audience as a way to network with other companies in order to get a bigger following in order to make money. If you're big on YouTube, it's, it's a source of revenue, right? For, for a lot of these younger people, especially in the makeup world and the makeup industry. So I guess, depending on on what you want to use YouTube for. It's either a form of entertainment or it's a form of networking. Now, I understand with YouTube, if it's just a form of entertainment and you're providing the channel, it's a source of income. As people click on your content, they'll see ads inserted by Google and you get a check every month for that. So it does tend to be interesting, but let's move away from that. So MySpace became the province of musicians 
And I sort of think it's still around, isn't it? Or is it completely gone now? As I go and I type in myspace.com right now, it does still exist. MySpace does still exist. Uh, they have, you know, more news sources. They have a few just different things. And it's definitely not the original MySpace that everyone would know if, you know, you were talking to someone about the original platform. But it's it's definitely not the tour de force that it was in the mid-2000s. And Facebook definitely kind of took over that horse and, and started running with it. Well, the problem also with these services, they get bloated. And I think Facebook is bloated. When you go on the Facebook, you've got so many things coming at you. It's really difficult to do anything specific. And what I end up doing is use Facebook Messenger as kind of a modern day AOL or AIM, where I contact yes. specific people I need to be in touch with because you can't reach them by email anymore. No, you really can. It almost becomes inconvenient now. Like I have a, I have a very good friend of mine and we have a podcast together and uh, she has decided that she wants to quit social media. While I still can text her, Facebook Messenger has, just like you said, almost become a better way to contact than even email uh, because it's so immediate, right? And almost everyone is, is on Facebook and Facebook Messenger. But you know what's very interesting here? My son, who lives in Europe, he uses WhatsApp, which is, of course, a company that's owned by Facebook. And the thing I like about WhatsApp, he's the only contact on WhatsApp that I use. What I like about it is when he does a voice chat on WhatsApp on his iPhone and he calls yes. me and this is a way we can talk because we're obviously thousands of miles away from each other. The audio quality is very good and better than Skype. Otherwise, yeah, it's just it, to me I, instant messaging. I don't understand what is so different about that from any other instant messaging thingy. No, and I agree. And there are there are a bunch of these apps, just like WhatsApp, that exists. The one that I use, and my, my dad lives in Thailand half the year, we use an app called Line. And it's the exact same kind of thing as WhatsApp. It's almost like... Um, you know, you can call. The sound quality is excellent. You can also do video calls easily, too. So it kind of opens up that world, which is it, it's quite nice, especially if you said, you know, so many thousands of miles apart. Well, yeah, but I wonder here about distinctiveness. The distinctiveness? Yeah, I mean, I wonder here if I'm choosing a chatting program. Okay. And I look at the various ones. I look at Facebook Messenger or I... On my new Mac, for example, I will have Apple's own built-in chatting software messages, which also supports AIM for we older folk yes. out there. <laughs> and I'm looking at this from the third-party point of view or someone starting out. Do I ask my friends, hey, what are you using? Because that's the easiest way. You want to be in touch with your friends. And as I said, that's the only reason I use WhatsApp is because Grayson decided he liked it. I mean, how do I even choose? Because I don't understand that the differences are distinct enough to make it even matter. Well, Except I they're not interoperable. Oh, no, for sure. Um, I A lot of these things are the exact same thing. So I guess it just really depends on like what you like, if you really, really like the layout of Facebook Messenger. And I mean, like Messenger started to expand a bit. Um, if you haven't noticed uh, in, in some of the new features, you can post, like you scroll down and it almost becomes like a Snapchat kind of thing. You have this open screen where you can take photos of yourself and add masks to yourself and send them off to people. And so Facebook has started to incorporate kind of more Snapchat. Snapchat elements into it. Um, this line app that I use specifically, uh, it also comes with another app that you can download. It's called line camera. 
photo editing. Let me stop at Lime Camera, and then we'll pick up on the next segment. I want to learn about Lime Camera and make sure it's not a lemon. Oh, that's a terrible pun. (laughs) Okay, Chella is going to be back with me. I'm Gene Steinberg on the Tech Night Out Live. listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blockit Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Lifetime Gray's 100% grass-fed beef has the health benefits you seek. When compared to conventional beef, it offers good fats while virtually eliminating the bad. That's the result of cattle who never eat grain, ever. Rich in antioxidants, including vitamin E, C, beta-carotene, and CLA. No artificial hormones, antibiotics, or other drugs. For all our fresh, non-cooked products with only 100% grass-fed beef, go to MidasResources.com. Use voucher code GCN to get 30% off your order. MidasResources.com or find us on Facebook. Warning, if you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back, because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-958-9659. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee so there's no risk. For free information, call now. 
1-800-958-9659. That's 1-800-958-9659. 1-800-958-9659. You haven't experienced yogurt until you've tried a Mossy, embodying health and flavor in a true whole milk, green-fed dairy beverage. Every sip pays homage to our old-world cows and the ancient culturing methods their milk benefits from. With over 30 probiotics, a Mossy's undeniably nutritious, refined, cultured sensation bolsters your health and awakens your passion for dairy. A Mossy's so good, and you need to try it. Contact your Longevity distributor or call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. You never know what's going to happen next while listening to the Tech Night Isle live with Gene Steinberg. On the Tech Night Isle live, we have from Mobile Nations Chella Lau Rousseau, and we're talking about social network systems, and she's going to talk about Snapchat because it had an IPO which means that some people are going to be real rich as a result of that, especially when they are successful. All right, you have a Lime camera, but why not have all of this integrated into one app? I don't understand. And you know what? I think it's just variety. I think people nowadays really like to have variety when it comes to social networking or when it comes to just communicating in general. For example, like uh, you said, your son has WhatsApp, right? Your son is the only one that you communicate on WhatsApp. And while you just have that app that exists to talk to him, it's probably pretty nice that that's the only kind of connection that you have with him that's not being bogged down by any other people communicating. Like through Facebook Messenger, you might have 50 different conversations open. While on WhatsApp, you know, it's just, you know, that that's the app that you and your son use to communicate. So that's my kind of way of looking at it. I use Line, for example, like I had said before, to communicate with my dad. And I know that I don't need to, you know, fiddle through all my contacts. I don't need to go on, go through every message on Facebook Messenger. It's just, I open the app, I hit his contact because it's the only one there, and I go from there. Well, that exclusivity works. The thing here, too, is we all have Skype. And of course, when we do this radio show, We use Skype as our networking method because the other method costs $5 million. (laughs) But Skype also has chatting. And obviously, you can do voice or video. And if I'm looking at this, Skype, of course, almost everybody has Skype, I guess, that I ever connect with. Why not just use Skype and the heck with all these other variations? You know what? I genuinely couldn't tell you. I just think it's because all these new apps come out. And when something new comes out, People are keen to jump on it and say it's better because of this, this, and this. But once the dust kind of you know settles, it is the exact same as this other messaging app and this other messaging app. So whichever is the most prominent always ends up being a winner, even though there are all these other little ones that keep coming out, which I do find a little bit silly in my mind because I don't think you need a bajillion different ways of communicating, you know, socially, especially you know through your phone or through your computer. Well, that's the thing I think that bothers me, and I hope it bothers other people, which is we're not asking for a new telephone system. We've got the one we have in terms of that. We can have different providers, but they're all using the same phone system that we can talk to one or another. Like, for example, before we hooked up here, I called you on your cell phone, and I don't need to worry about who your wireless provider is. I just dial the number, and it's a universal connection. If I want Channel 7 on my TV set, it doesn't matter if I have satellite TV, cable TV, or the antenna, I get Channel 7. When I want to chat 
all bets are off. There's no interoperability. I think a lot of people think, oh, wow, there's so many more ways to communicate. But for every additional way that there is that appears to communicate, it's actually taking away from our ability to communicate because there are too many platforms. And um, and what translate, you know, what works for one person, another person might be stubborn and refuse to download that. And it can almost create tension, which is is kind of funny um, because you're, you know, you're trying to use this this device or this app in order to communicate with someone. And if you can't decide on which one to, you know, to use, there could be an issue. So I find it a little bit silly. Um, and I, I understand the need for, you know, maybe a few different options if your phone can't support one or if it's older, blah, 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 or whatever. But to have a bajillion different conversational apps like WhatsApp and the Line app and Facebook Messenger, it's it's a bit much in my opinion. We see this is an interesting thing here. I think Apple tried to have a kind of an interoperability with their messages. And then Facebook decided to, I guess, discontinue Jabba support, which is a chatting system that allowed a lot of third-party providers to hook up to it. So up until, I don't know, a year or two back, if I wanted to communicate with somebody on Facebook, I used Apple's, originally iChat and then Messages, to connect to it. Yeah. And now I can't. I've got to load a Facebook app, and then I got to load this app and that app. And I understand the exclusivity factor because that way you'd lock people into a service and if they have advertising, yes. they earn some revenue off it. But how does that convenience customers? I just don't see it. I understand with a social network like Facebook in terms of accessing a network or Google Plus if anyone uses it, but I don't understand how it works with chatting. To me, it's like a phone service to some degree. Yes, and I I find it a little bit backwards, but hopefully I, I I wish that there would just be one that everyone used, and that was kind of the end of it. Because when I did like when I did try to propose to my dad, hey, how about we use WhatsApp? He said, no, everyone everyone uses Lime, and you know it's hard to argue with someone and say, well, no, because you're just arguing about communicating. Well, of course, you don't want to argue with your dad, <laughs> or maybe you no, do. I, I don't know about your family, but. You know, with my father, we argue occasionally, but, you know, he left this world before we had chatting systems. Or we did, maybe with some of the early online services like CompuServe and when AOL premiered. In fact, I think when AOL went wide with their promotion and their floppy disk, that was a year after he died. So he never got into that. He just used a plain old telephone. (laughs) A lot easier. Well, I don't know. People don't use telephones anymore, you know. My wife argues with me over this. Well, why don't you call them on the phone? Because nobody uses telephone. You know they- what? More people like literally Snapchatting me. They'll they'll be like, Chella, did you get my snap? And I'm, oh, well, what do you mean? Well, I sent you a snap with, you know, the, a bunch of information about tonight. So it's not even, they're not even calling or texting me anymore. They're sending me a 10 second video recorded message. And if I miss it, I miss it. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. Well, and that's also a really difficult situation here. You know, if someone wants to leave you a message right away and they don't know what service you're on or whether you're, you've got, you're logged into 10 of them at once and you just wait for a little ping on your smartphone, your tablet, or your personal computer. 
that can get pretty annoying too. Cause it's, you go to message a friend and you message them on Facebook, Facebook messenger, text, Snapchat, Instagram, Instagram messenger, and Twitter. And you do seven whole things in order to try and get their attention and hope that they see one of them. Right. You hope you reach the right person. Then you have to remember, Oh boy, wait a minute. Do I need this particular individual? You have to remember when you're trying to reach and what service are they on? Exactly. I mean, I know Grayson's on WhatsApp because he's the only one. I know most of the other people that I am in touch with in terms of chatting are probably on Facebook and a smaller number are AOL relics or AIM relics like me and I have them on that service. So, you know, I sort of just lean towards Facebook Messenger because the majority of people with whom I'm in contact use that. But now I want to look at some of the newer services and see what makes them better. So we have the famous IPO. This is where a company goes public. And if it works, they will make lots and lots of money, at least on paper. On paper, when Facebook had its IPO. The people from Facebook who started from nothing like a lot of these services, suddenly they become billionaires overnight. And that's, I find that so, so crazy. And especially with Snapchat, because just of the way it started, um, like, are, are you familiar with how Snapchat started at all? Or I think we should explain more about what Snapchat is to people. Absolutely. So Snapchat is a uh, instant messaging service um, that is temporary. And I know that sounds kind of funny, but uh, what that means essentially is I can take a picture of myself or take up to 10 seconds of video for my, of myself or of whatever I want to shoot. And I pick my contact that's on Snapchat and I can send them directly that photo or video. Now, when that person opens the photo or video, uh, they'll be able to see it for the uh, specific amount of time that I had said that the photo could exist. So maybe five seconds, maybe 10 seconds. Um, they'll be able to watch an entire video or whatever I've sent them, and then it will disappear forever. Um, that means that the person, one once a day, what you can do is you get like a one a day pass where you can re- like rewatch something, but only one time. Um, And then if you don't, then it's gone forever. So you only have that small window to watch what that person has sent you, absorb it, and then it disappears. It's like um, from those old spy movies, you know, this message will self-destruct in 10 seconds. And that's essentially what happens. So uh, the other feature that Snapchat has is the story feature where you can take a photo or a video of something and then post it to your story, uh, which would be kind of the equivalent of posting it to, you know, your Facebook wall or to your Facebook page. But then that story will only exist for 24 hours. And after 24 hours, it disappears completely. Self-destructs. More to come with Cella Lau Rousseau on the Tech Night Out Live. I'm Gene Steinberg. For listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. 
But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com, virtual care anywhere. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Welcome back to the Tech Night Out Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So, Chella, this is like Mission Impossible for Chad. <laughs> All right, where... Either self-destructs very quickly or within 24 hours. I kind of think I like that to some you degree like because what happens is the tweet that's over 24 hours old, nobody knows about it anymore. The yeah. posting in your timeline, I mean, you've got this ton of stuff that's building up in there and you're not going to look at something 24 hours old. Who does that? Exactly. And you know what? A lot of people really, really, really like this platform. Uh, Snapchat has over, I think, 100, and 100 million daily users, uh, which means there's over 100 million people every single day. And it's probably increased even more since I first read that stat that send and receive these messages and that communicate this way in this very temporary, very kind of quick way of communicating. One thing that you can do on Snapchat is, let's say you want to save a snap that you sent to someone, you yourself can save it to your Snapchat role. And if you, you're feeling nostalgic, you can go back and watch it. And you can also save your entire story for the day. So let's say you're on vacation or something, you have a really great day snapping your time in Vegas for the day. You can save your entire story as one whole video and then rewatch it. So almost make kind of like a little mini documentary as you're, you know, as you're going about your day or however you choose to use it. Um, but very casually, Snapchat is just used to kind of message your friends and say, hey, what's up? I, I'm, you know, I'm doing this. How does my makeup look? You know, like, my, you know, my boyfriend and I are headed here. We're doing this. You know, we're going on an adventure. But the original use of Snapchat was actually created for couples. And it was created to send photos in, in a relationship, if you get what I'm kind of driving at. 
Yeah, I understand that. It's, it was very personal communication. But do you have the same kind of network that you have like on Twitter or on Facebook where you have hundreds or thousands of people with whom you're in touch in some vague way? Oh, absolutely. There are lots of celebrities that have taken to Snapchat too, and they have massive, massive Snapchat followings. They use it to kind of drive traffic. And that's what that's what kind of is really cool about Snapchat. It's it's a really good tool um, to use to drive traffic to your other social media. I follow uh, quite a few makeup bloggers and, and celebrities on Snapchat, and they'll say, you know, go go onto my post and leave a leave a lipstick emoji or or leave a whatever emoji on my post. So it's almost like you're driving your audience from one social network, be it Snapchat to all your other social networks. So a lot of celebrities or bigger names will use it as kind of a way to do announcements or to do stuff that, you know, they'll announce or they'll sneak peek something quickly if they're, you know, showing a new product or something along those lines. So the way that people use it, it, it does vary. Now I'm looking here at Snapchat and one thing I notice here, it's available in Google Play, it's available in the App Store, but is there no version for desktop computers? Nope, there is no version available for desktop computers, so you cannot snap on your computer. Oh, well, you see, here's how it works with WhatsApp. Although technically it's for the mobile devices, there are apps which allow you to use WhatsApp on a personal computer. Not so much for the voice chat, although I guess it does look like I could at least make a recording. But when I'm chatting with my son, I can do it on my Mac even though at that point we're not doing voice, we're just doing text. But then it's very strange. And what's strange is it's using a connection to your mobile device to access the network. It's not doing it directly. It's just linking to your mobile device. And from your mobile device, it calls it the network. Very interesting. No, unfortunately, Snapchat doesn't have that... uh that option, like, you know, Facebook Messenger, obviously you can use Facebook Messenger on your desktop, but there's no login for Snapchat on your computer, although that would be very, very cool. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. So, you know, one hopes that we'll get all this straight and that we'll try to understand it. To me, that's a downer. But I think a lot of people live their entire lives on their smartphones and tablets or whatever they have, and they don't care. They don't much care. Oh, absolutely. And and Snapchat does a really good job of, um, like, have you heard of Snapchat spectacles at all? Is this like AR goggles or something? Kind of. So basically what they are is they're um, uh, sunglasses that were made and designed by Snapchat. And what they, what they do is they have a camera built into them. And so you hit the little button on the side. Again, very spy-like. I, I'm starting to see a lot of like kind of repeated spy imagery with Snapchat. But uh, you hit the little camera or the little button on the side of your sunglasses. It starts recording. Uh, you can record up to, I think, 30 seconds of video. And it will automatically stream directly to your Snapchat account. That's starting to sound to me like a little bit like Google Glass. A little bit. Okay, so Snapchat has an IPO. Now, before we go on with the IPO, a little background. Who founded this company and how old is it? So Snapchat, um, I'm just going to double check. Snapchat was founded um, by a man named Evan Spiegel. 
And he had two other partners, Bobby Murphy and Reggie Brown, and they were originally students at Stanford University. So when they came up with this idea, I believe it was in the early 2000s, or no, late 2000s, I should say, 2011 to be specific. So when they first came up with this idea, um, it was originally meant to send photos in, if you're in a relationship with someone, that they could get the picture, they'd see it for, you know, X amount of seconds and it would disappear. And that's literally how it started was uh, they, they wanted to find a way that you could send pictures and have them vanish. And the other thing that they thought was really important was, um, let's say you do send a picture to somebody and they were to screenshot it. So um, you send them a photo of whatever and they decide, okay, well, I want to keep this photo and they screenshot it on their phone. Well, Snapchat will alert you while someone has just screenshotted your photo or screenshot your video. And you'll know that that person was, you know, taking pictures of the photo that you had sent them and saving it while it was supposed to disappear. Wow. That sounds, it sounds interesting here. So we have a IPO. Yes. And that happened this week. It did. It did. So tell us the specifics. And we're going to have to continue with our next segment as we go along with the show. But tell us specifically how the offering was set up, how well it did. So um, I believe that when it was set up, uh, sorry, and of course I have all my notes here. So there are more than 200 million shares and uh, for the snap shares, they closed their first day of trading of up to 44%. Um, so that was, or I believe it was 24.4 million. Um, and it, it kind of took off because, you know, Snapchat was a private up until this point. So uh, you know, as you had said earlier, it, it kind of just stands to see how, how many people will make money off of something like this. So that's it's big it's exciting so the founders are now billionaires yes well actually the single founder i believe his two other partners were um are not no longer involved in the company but evan spiegel who is is the ceo of the company is probably making quite a bit of money oh boy i've heard of him before and i can't think where He's actually engaged to Miranda Kerr. I don't know if that means anything to you. It does not. How about that? All right. That's no problem. He, uh, he, yeah, he's the CEO of uh, Snapchat. Uh, he started it with his two partners, and now he's engaged to a supermodel. So, yeah, life's good for him. It sounds like what Howard Stern used to visualize on his radio show as a dream life, to get yourself a model. <laughs> And, you know, that's kind of sexist, of course, but, no, but whatever works and whatever makes you happy, you know, whatever floats your boat. Hey, we're going to talk more about Snapchat and the future of the social networks. Chella Lau Rousseau joins us. That's a model's name. <laughs> I think so. I'm Thank Gene Steinberg. You. You're in the Tech Night Out Live, and I'll figure this out later. Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. 
It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features, and most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that. www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented MyPillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. You've heard the phrase, you are what you eat? Not true. Actually, you are what you can absorb. So if the vitamins and supplements you now take are not being absorbed, what good are they? Introducing Protovite, proprietary liquid system that allows premium quality nutrients to positively affect the blood in an astonishing five minutes. Watch our amazing two-minute live blood cell video at TrueHealthFacts.com. That's TrueHealthFacts.com. Then call 502-410-3411. Protovite is nutrition you can feel. Protovite is nutrition that gets in. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control over your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. Tax Mediation Services is accredited by the Better Business Bureau. Call now for a free case review and a price protection guaranteed quote. Call Tax Mediation Services now at 800-615-7709. That's 800-615-7709. 800-615-7709. You've been hearing Dr. Wallach talking about 90 essential nutrients, keeping the body healthy. GCNteam.com now has Beyond Tangy Tangerine Tablets, 60 plant-derived minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, packed in a powerful tablet. But that's not it. 160,000 auric points, a knockout punch to free radicals. Call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. That's 877-878-4203.
we'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. We've got Chella Lau Rousseau joining us, and she works with Mobile Nations. And we were talking about the fact that Evan Spiegel is now very, very wealthy from the Snapchat IPO, and he can afford to take care of his girlfriend. <laughs> and I hope she he has a prenup if he marries her. Well, yeah, it's huge. It's gigantic. I mean, Snapchat, they announced on Wednesday that they're selling 200 million shares. Uh, for $17 a piece. And this is the largest U.S. IPO since 2014, which very impressive, especially for a social media company. I'm going to ask a dumb question here. I know how to do that, ask dumb questions, because I'm a professional. My dumb question is this, how does it make money? And I'm going to ask you about that with some of these other services too, especially Twitter. But right now, here's a company raising tens of billions of dollars of investment capital. How does it make its money? So actually a couple of ways, and I'm going to kind of, the big one, the really, really big one that Snapchat kind of dove into, and they've been very, very successful with it, is their Discover page. So once you download Snapchat, it's not just sending messages to one another. You can also have access to a lot of news sources. So there are sources like Daily Mail, BBC Earth, Fashion Week has one, Vice News has one, IGN, The Dodo, MTV. I can go on and on and on. Um, And basically what these news sources do is they will go to Snapchat and say, hey, we would like to have almost like, um, you know how you were to, you know, you get your newspaper in the morning. It's, it's like that, but they were to, they update their Snapchat channels, um, with different articles. So for example, you can go onto the MTV one and read a bunch about the Kardashians if you really wanted to, or a bunch of, I really worry about those people. (laughs) Of course. I'm sure you're so stressed. And right now, uh, don't you feel the stress in my voice? I, I hear your tension. <laughs> right. And it's so, not discussed, uh, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, and you can... So basically, they'll update their Snapchat, I, I guess, profiles or every single day with articles and new graphics and, and you know, every day it's new daily news. So they pay to to have this service on Snapchat and to be accessible. And when Snapchat first started, I think there were maybe about five. There was Daily Mail, there was, you know, MTV, CNN, and then Vice and BuzzFeed. I think that was about it. There were just five. And now that I'm scrolling through this, there's well over 12, maybe 15 different news sources that you can go on. And these big name news sources, these big companies like BBC and Vice, they pay in order to have their news directly put onto Snapchat. So it Um, sounds to me like one of these flea markets where you lease out space to vendors and they provide their own content. Pretty much, actually. So this is the Snapchat flea market. I like that. I'm going to patent that and then sell it back to Evan for a billion dollars. Do it. Snapchat has that. That's one option. Um, the other thing, they've started selling their Snapchat spectacles, of course. I believe those are $150 and you can buy those online. And then the other thing that they have, 
which is actually kind of cool. So Snapchat has this thing called a geo filter option. So if you do have a Snapchat account, once you take a picture or a video of something, you're able to put filters over top of it and kind of edit it the way that you want. It's very, very primary. It's nothing intense like Photoshop, but you're able to add some filters and whatnot. And uh, one thing that Snapchat has is uh, something called a geo filter. And a geo filter is a uh, filter that exists in a certain location on a map. So if I were to drive, for example, to Los Angeles, maybe the city of Los Angeles has paid for a geo filter to be over top of the city from, you know, this square mile to over here. And so whenever someone were to take a Snapchat or a video uh, on their Snapchat um, in that area, in that specific kind of zone, they'll have access to that geo filter. So for example, I'm in Winnipeg, Canada or Manitoba, Canada. And, uh, if I'm in one neighborhood, I'll get a filter that'll pop up that says, you know, the exchange district. But if I drive over to another neighborhood, I'll get a window or a, a filter that pops up that says, you know, Lindenwoods. So it's kind of cool that now while, while, you can have bigger places like let's say the city of Los Angeles could have an entire filter over the city and pay for that service. Um, one thing that I suggest in a few articles that I've written is for birthday parties or, you know, Valentine's day or romantic events, you yourself can design a geo filter and send it into Snapchat and have it, you know, be over a certain square mileage or even a few feet or really however, however much you want it on a map and then you were to send in your design. So let's say you're celebrating a wedding. You can make a Snapchat geo filter and everyone at that venue who are, who is in that designated space, when they take a snap, they'll be able to add that customized wedding geo filter to their Snapchats. Oh, by the way, if Chella ever wants to drive to LA, it's what, 1950 miles? Oh, that's fast. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, of course you can use warp drive. Oh, of course. <laughs> in fact, we had a couple of episodes of my paranormal show the powercast where we talked about real ways real life ways not fictional ways not star trek of possibly traveling in a space warp or something being able to go from one star system to another in minutes hours and days rather than centuries so you know maybe you could just beam over to la (laughs) get there in century city yeah perfect why not Go to Nate and Al's Deli in Beverly Hills. <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking about, do you? I am but a Canadian, a strange land. <laughs> a, a Canadian in a strange land. That sounds like a novel one time. All right. So it sounds to me, though, seriously, that the people who set up Snapchat looked at money and ways to make money. A hundred percent. And that's good for them as long as it's not intrusive for the visitor. The only thing I would consider that the only that's a little bit intrusive and that's a little bit uh, bang you over the head, you know, with sponsorship is another feature that Snapchat has is you and you've probably seen them all over the Internet. The filters that you, you know, those dog filters that you can put dog ears on yourself or put cat ears on yourself or change your voice or make your, you know, give yourself a weird squishy face or You know, Snapchat has made these live living filters very popular. And now that they are popular, you have brands, for example, I'm looking at my Snapchat right now, it's Dove. 
it starts off with, you know, you, you have your face in the Snapchat filter and then you raise your eyebrows. This little banner rolls out. It says, let real beauty shine. And it gets rid of, you know, the filter trying to show the user you're the real beautiful one. So it gets a little bit kind of cheesy where these brands will try to take advantage or movies like horror movies will try to take advantage on Snapchat too. They'll pay for a, a living filter that'll turn the user into, you know, like a monster or something like that. But, you know, they're pretty hokey and and not a lot of people go for them, uh, just from my experience. Well, we're talking about Snapchat and all the things that are making it happen, why it might be a big moneymaker, or at least those who took advantage of the stock offering are certainly hoping so. We have Chella Lau Rousseau from Mobile Nations. More to come on the Tech Night Owl Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. You've heard the phrase, you are what you eat? Not true. Actually, you are what you can absorb. So if the vitamins and supplements you now take are not being absorbed, what good are they? Introducing Protovite, proprietary liquid system that allows premium quality nutrients to positively affect the blood in an astonishing five minutes. Watch our amazing two-minute live blood cell video at TrueHealthFacts.com. That's TrueHealthFacts.com. Then call 502-410-3411. Protovite is nutrition you can feel. Protovite is nutrition that gets in. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blockit Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Dangerous blood clot device alert. If you or a loved one had an IVC filter placed to prevent blood clots from traveling to your heart or lungs and suffered an injury, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA warns that IVC filters may cause serious complications, such as heart or lung damage, internal bleeding, and even death. These dangerous blood clot devices can break and the metal fragments can travel to your heart or lungs causing serious injuries. If you or a loved one suffered organ damage or other injuries from an IVC filter, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-478-1507. 800-478-1507. 800-478-1507. This is an advertisement. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. InjuryHelpDesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. Hello? Congratulations. For what? For losing all that weight. How'd you do it so fast? ASAP. ASAP what? What's that mean? Are you ready to get as skinny as possible, as soon as possible, as simple as possible, and as sexy as possible? I'm listening. Then get with the ASAP program. It's real and it works. No smooth talk, no slick advertising, and no exaggerated claims of success. I've got to know more. Welcome to ASAP, as slim as possible. Whether you have 10, 20, or 50 pounds to lose, ASAP 
is your weight loss answer. ASAP targets the abnormal fat reserves and makes them available to be burned as fuel and contains no caffeine or hormones. Order ASAP at wholesale prices or join the team to share the business with others. Visit GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Lose weight and look great with ASAP, as slim as possible. Today, how to incorporate your business in just 10 minutes so you won't lose everything if you get sued. Step 1. Stop putting it off. If you're not incorporated and someone sues your business tomorrow, it's not just your business at risk. You can lose everything. Your home, your car, even your life savings. Step 2. Call the following number for a free 10-minute incorporation guide from Incorporate.com. 1-800-945-1063. They don't provide legal or financial advice. They just make incorporating quick and easy. So you can incorporate or form an LLC in just 10 minutes. That number again is 1-800-945-1063. Step 3. Congratulate yourself. By taking just 10 minutes to incorporate your business or form an LLC, you protected your home, your car, and your life savings. And that is how you incorporate your business in just 10 minutes. But hurry while they're still giving away these 10-minute incorporation guides for free. Call 1-800-945-1063. That's 1-800-945-1063. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. Now, Chella, the thing, of course, that has concerned a lot of people about Twitter is its financial plan and... When I go on Twitter, I wonder about this. I mean, obviously, Twitter is popular now because the president of the United States uses it a lot. And I guess it's made Twitter famous because people cover whatever he says. And people have been using Twitter and turning headlines out of it for a while. But how does Twitter make money? You know what? I'm not as familiar with how Twitter kind of functions. Because in my mind, when I kind of came into this... I'm a lot more photography based and a lot more visual based. So I was attracted to apps like Snapchat and Instagram that allowed you to share a lot more visuals. Twitter, I use and I enjoy, but to be 100% honest, I feel like it's not as relevant as it once was. I see a lot of ads on Twitter um, and I do see Twitter's kind of almost gone the same route as Snapchat with their explore page, right? But that's not companies like Vice and CNN directly contributing or directly paying Twitter to have their news stories featured. In my opinion, like I'm not as familiar with how Twitter works. I just know that it's really great if you can go there and, you know, you get a few laughs and whatnot, you get some good information from some tweets, but I don't find it as substantial or as well-rounded as an app like Snapchat that kind of explores a little bit of everything. And even in Snapchat, you know, we're talking about all this oversaturation of messaging. You can make phone calls in Snapchat too. You can, you know, have instant messaging in Snapchat. So I feel like something like Twitter might might go a little bit to the wayside in the future, but that's just me. Well, all Twitter is good for is those quick 140 character announcements. I mean, if you try to have an interactive conversation with Twitter, it really falls down. Yes, it's not very it, good at it. So it really is a one trick pony. Yes. 
Yeah. It's kind of disappointing because I don't know. I feel like Twitter and you said, you know, it's, it is popular and the, the president of the United States does, does quite certainly enjoy his Twitter interactions. But I find that maybe as younger people maybe see that, see that, you know, these older people are using Twitter, just like how younger people are seeing that more and more older people are using Facebook. I think that people might try to or start to kind of back away from the platform a little bit. Well, I wonder about Facebook, really. Okay. I really do. I wonder about that because of the fact that with Facebook, it gets to be so convoluted and complicated and managing it is is difficult. Like, for example, on our other radio show, on our other radio show, we have a fan club, the Powercast fan club. But we end up now having two of them, for some reason, a group and a community. And I have no idea what the difference is supposed to be, except... That now, if I want to post an announcement on all three, my main account and these two auxiliary accounts, the community and the group, I've got to locate the other two to figure out where it is. And I know my wife is active on Facebook and suddenly she taps something on her iPad and suddenly it's in Slovakian or something. I don't know. <laughs> and yeah, and it's it, it. I find it so bizarre because why... You know, Facebook, they, they talk about connecting people and they make it so hard to, to connect or at least to keep keep track of things. And I, I often get called in to kind of consult with new people who are going into social media and they go, you know, I'm trying to post here and it's going here. And you show them and they go, well, two weeks ago, it wasn't like that because it's constantly changing. And I don't really understand why. <laughs> like I said, it makes no sense to me, whatever Facebook, except for the fact that I need to use it. That's all. Yeah. I need to use it, and therefore I do. Otherwise, I can't imagine ever needing it or caring about it. So that's where that goes. Now, in terms of networks, we have Google+, Plus, which I guess never went anywhere. In fact, there was a point there where they tried to force it on you. You know what? I wish I could talk about Google+, Plus, but Google+, Plus is, and it's funny because whenever someone brings it up, it's kind of like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that did, that did, yeah, that did exist. Yeah. And I never had a negative experience with it, but I don't, I couldn't even say if I had a positive one. It just, it, it exists as its own entity. I agree with you. I think that was a big deal there, but it does, it's still there. It, it is still there. And I mean, uh, I believe you need a Google plus account in order to, to use YouTube, right? So I've lost track of that. I really have no idea because my use of Google goes back many years. So in the early days of Gmail, when it was still a beta, which most Google services still are, I signed up for that. And somehow, when you signed up for Gmail, they were also signing you up for Google+, whether you wanted it or not, or maybe there was fine print that you had to check out. But that didn't work very much. No, so, and it it didn't. It's like um, when they when they put, um, was it U2's album on everyone's iPhone? And everyone was like, you know, they're like, oh, here, here's a free album. And people go, no, I don't want this. You know, they thought they were doing something nice. I remember that. Oh, looky here. We've got a free album from YouTube. Uh, <laughs> and people said, I don't have that much space yeah, like, on my like, iPhone. I only have 16 gigabytes. Get this thing off. Now, actually, I think it was only available for download in the cloud. You did not have to take it. It was just there for you to download if you wanted to. And people but were still annoyed by that. People were annoyed because they thought they were being forced to take something they didn't want. 
And even if it's like, even if Google plus was the most amazing thing across the board and the best social media network, when you're telling people that they have to sign up for it, it's almost like, you know, when you're, you, you want to eat these vegetables and then your parents tell you that you have to eat them. And then you're suddenly questioning why you should eat the vegetables. So I find, I find it quite odd that they did it in that way. Maybe if they would have approached it in another way, it, people would have warmed up to Google Plus a little bit more. But in my mind, it just I wouldn't consider it uh, one of the major networks. I'd consider Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat to kind of be the, the holy four networks. Okay, Instagram. What can you tell us about Instagram? Uh, Except Instagram. a lot of show business people use it. Lots of, you know what? It's huge. Uh, Instagram is personally my favorite social media platform to use because um, it it has everything. It has every flavor of everything. It has uh, like I like I as you can tell, I'm big into makeup. I also read a lot of true crime. I also you know follow a few podcasters. I also you know it. Every one of every single flavor is on Instagram, and Instagram's actually started to become like Snapchat in a way because now what you can do is uh, they have something called Instagram Stories, which is identical to Snapchat. You can send photos and videos uh, to either random people or to post to your personal story and they'll disappear after 24 hours. All right. So uh, Instagram, in my opinion, is just kind of like, it's like a hybrid of Snapchat and Facebook. And uh, because of that, I quite like it. Um, and it's it's very popular. Okay, so if... I wanted to have Instagram for dummies. What could you tell me? Well, I would say once you sign up for your Instagram account, you can either post just photos. You can either post just videos. You can do a little combination of the both. Uh, Instagram lets you easily add filters and edit videos and photos. So you don't need to pull them into another app or drag them into Photoshop or anything like that to make them really look good. Um, and then all you need to do is just, you can either upload photos. You don't even need to upload pictures if you really don't want to. You can just creep. Um, that's something that I really like about uh, Instagram is if you ju- you don't even have to post, you can just kind of look at other people's accounts and, and creep and do that. Or you just subscribe to a bunch of accounts that you really like. So you never really have to post if you're on Instagram, if you're not too concerned with having a following. The other thing that you can do on Instagram is like I said, just like Snapchat, you can take photos, videos, post them to your Instagram story, which is different than your Instagram profile, your Instagram profile, your photos and videos exist until you delete them. They can exist forever if need be. And then your Instagram story is like your Snapchat. So it'll go on there and it'll disappear after 24 hours. Okay. That's Instagram. And we'll have more to talk about, maybe even Mashable. Hmm. We got to talk to Chella Lau Rousseau. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap. But not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash 
host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Lifetime Gray's 100% grass-fed beef has the health benefits you seek. When compared to conventional beef, it offers good fats while virtually eliminating the bad. That's the result of cattle who never eat grain, ever. Rich in antioxidants, including vitamin E, C, beta-carotene, and CLA. No artificial hormones, antibiotics, or other drugs. For all our fresh, non-cooked products with only 100% grass-fed beef, go to MidasResources.com. Use voucher code GCN to get 30% off your order. MidasResources.com or find us on Facebook. Now's the time to refresh your home and save at Lumber Liquidator's Spring Flooring Kickoff Sale. Our stores are packed with the latest spring trends like modern waterproof wood look flooring. It's up to 34% off or choose from more than 200 styles of pre-finished hardwood from $149. Get deals in over 55 varieties of bamboo from $159. More from $0.59 cents and special financing. The Spring Flooring Kickoff Sale ends Tuesday. Visit LumberLiquidators.com to find a store near you today. I'm Maria Brouse, Director of Media and Community Relations with Public Supermarkets. Did you know that premature birth is the number one killer of babies in the United States? Or that survivors can face a lifetime of serious health problems? But you can help. Join me and Publix for the March for Babies Walk. We'll work together to raise funds for research and programs that help the March of Dimes fight premature birth and birth defects and improve the health of moms and babies. Start your team today at marchforbabies.org. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. Reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. You may own a knife, but if it's not an indie hammered knife, it's not a knife. From the forge to the grinder to the sheath, each indie hammered knife is handcrafted using God-given talent. The result is the sharpest edge a knife can have and a true work of art. See a variety of knives and the complete knife kit at ihknives.com. Indie hammered knives. Custom knives made in America. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. So, what about Mashable? What's that? 
Mashable. You mean or is it a mash? Mashable.com. It's like a multimedia everything kind of program. I'm not as familiar with Mashable, but when I look at Mashable and what I the experience that I have had with it, I almost kind of think of it as the Snapchat Discover page that I had kind of brought up before, where uh, different platforms can go and upload very recent, very current news. It's just kind of like a straight news source of a little bit of everything. And uh, Snapchat does a good job of this, and Mashable does too, but I find Mashable to be a little overwhelming. Well, I thought of it when I look at it as kind of a place to do personal blogs. Yeah. I can see that too. And I mean, they do cover so many different things, right? You have things like world entertainment, tech, social media. It's almost kind of like the Snapchat discover page if it goes into a lot more detail. And because I'm someone who likes really fast little almost sound bites, this would probably take up a lot more time than I than I wanted. Snapchat discover and Snapchat news is a lot faster. You're not much into Mashable. My wife looked at it for 10 minutes and said, what is this? <laughs> and she comes yeah. to me and i don't do social networking that much except for the facebook and the messenger and all that legacy stuff like aim and i said well i have to cover the technology industry so i'll figure it out but i couldn't find a reason for her to be there so she has a membership that's probably dormant right now <laughs> mashable is almost kind of like reddit too right except a lot more uh newsy and not as all over the place i find reddit to be very very kind of scattered. Right. We have Reddit. What's Reddit? Reddit? Yeah. I, I just think of it as message boards for anything. That's kind of a very simple way of putting it. Uh, Reddit allows you to connect with people of, from all across the world for different passions. If you're into fishing, if you're into photography, if you're into uh, true crime, if you're into crocheting, if you're into conspiracy theories, uh, Reddit's a really great place to go. Wait um, a minute. Conspiracy theories. That's where some of the ones we've heard about originated on reddit yeah yeah that's you know what there are a few conspiracy theory like forums on reddit i i quite enjoy reading through those and it's it's fun because once you find a forum that you really really like or a reddit post that you really really like you can go on and scroll through it for days and hours and you know and really enjoy yourself but like finding a post that you like is like in my opinion finding a needle in a haystack i find that there's just so much it's so overwhelming it's kind of a huge flood of content and unless you're looking in one very specific area it's very easy to get overwhelmed on reddit right well i'm looking here at controversial okay and it's got the current stuff and then one i don't know what this is for it says nobody actually prefers a command line okay and another one new toys are the best toys that's controversial see that's the thing and and it kind of wastes your time in a sense because you'll go on like i'm right now looking at the conspiracy board right you go on here and it's almost like clickbait it wastes your time a little bit because people are trying to get people to you know go to their posts and so it's like, oh, this happened. You'll never believe it. And you're on Reddit and you're like, oh, well, well I never believe it. And you click on there and you, you get lost. It's a great time waster. Oh my gosh. If you have a few hours to spare, totally go through Reddit. If you don't, and if you're looking for more of a new source or, you know, something more precise, then it, it can become a black hole of sorts. Okay. They've got a section called mildly interesting. Okay. One of the topics, orthodox and unorthodox pedestrians in Jerusalem. Oh, I'm looking at that one right now, too. The way like, this puddle froze over. This single flower coming off a tree. Like, 
like, see what I mean? You can get lost so quickly in Reddit. I can see that. I got a guilt trip from the bank. Why? Because they charged me $6,000 in overdraft fees? <laughs> like, okay, for example, I'm looking at one right now. Snow did not melt in the shadows. That's it. Does snow melt when you're not looking at it? <laughs> well, I'm Canadian. I should know. Well, you see, I'm in Arizona near Phoenix, <laughs> and I seldom see anything like snow. It's 69 degrees now. It's cloudy. It will be 79 today. And when our listeners hear this show on Saturday evening, it will probably be still in the 60s. Oh, wow. See, right now, it's I'm che- I think it's minus eight right now. <laughs> Easy for you to say. Anyway, I can see here, Reddit, you can just jump in there. Oh, and you go, you just keep going and going. And the really great thing about Reddit, too, is you can even Google, like, I'll go Reddit, uh, true crime. And right there, true crime, serial killers, the form, like, pops up straight from Google. So I don't even need to go through Reddit if I really want to kind of fall into uh, a click hole. (laughs) Okay, Here we go. This is UFOs on Reddit. Thoughts on Robert Bigelow. All right. And Robert Bigelow, by the way, owns Bigelow Aerospace. He basically competes with SpaceX. Okay. Sure, the Elon Musk company to send space-borne trips, shoot rockets, firecrackers into space with people in them. Right on. I prefer warp drive. I'm just telling you the kind of things you run in there. And it's, it, it relates it's, to UFOs only because he was involved in a mystery called the Skinwalker Ranch. One of my favorite witness reports of a black triangle. Open source UFO detector updated to filter out airplanes. Well, I would hope so. Okay? I would hope if you're going to detect UFOs, you would not miss... I understand now you can fall into a rabbit hole here. And it, and I can hear it in your voice. You're probably going to be creeping Reddit a little bit later. Well, no, because I have actually real things to do. <laughs> and I don't think Reddit's a real thing. It's also very, very kind of old-fashioned in the layout and design. It looks like an old-fashioned open-source message board from maybe 10 years ago. Exactly. Like I said, message boards for anything, right? Yeah, exactly. And I see it's endless. I mean, you can almost, and we have a a forum for UFOs and paranormal at the Paracast, we can almost just link to Reddit and get out of the way, which I don't want to do, by the way. By the way, how's Reddit make money? They have ads or something? I'm trying to look at this thing here and see. They'll have ads. If you you look kind of on the right-hand side of the page, there will be ads that pop up there. They also have a lot of AMAs, which is like, or uh, like Ask Me Anything, where big name celebrities will go on Reddit and you can ask them questions about things. I don't know if that'll necessarily make them money, or maybe advertisers would want to advertise if, you know, The Rock is on Reddit and and doing an Ask Me Anything. So Reddit isn't 100% clear for me, but I do know that they have a lot of uh, advertisements running along the side of the page. Tell you what, Chella, tell our listeners if they want to know more of what you do, where do they go? Absolutely. So if you want to know a little bit more about me, you can uh, follow me on Twitter or Instagram at Hello Rousseau, or you can check out um, all my writing and my pieces on iMore. I write a lot about photography, a ton about social media, and if you want, you can even follow me on Snapchat, and that again is Hello Rousseau. So, yes. Hello Rousseau. You can find us on Twitter. 
We are Tech Night Owl. You could find Gene Steinberg on Facebook and on Google Plus and maybe some other places. I'll figure it out eventually. And I'll put myself on other places and have no time to do anything else. We have a second radio show about UFOs and things that go bump in the night. And this week on the other show called The Paracast at Paracast.com, we're going to feature a special woman's roundtable. We have three of the most active women in UFO research. And they'll tell us about the things they've done and also some of the obstacles they've discovered in breaking the glass ceiling in UFO field. Imagine that. Paracast.com. We also have a special way for you to support our work at technightowl.com, and that's to join the Tech Night Owl Plus. Go to plus, P-L-U-S dot technightowl.com. That's plus dot For a low subscription price, could be $1.49 a week, $4.99 a month, annual five years lifetime. You help support us. You also get a commercial-free version of this show, free of the network ads. It's great, plus.technightowl.com. This has been a blast. I learned lots from you, Chella, Lau, Russo. Thank you for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you. The Tech Night Out Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel.